1: You are listening to DC On Screen on this episode. Ray Fisher accusations, WB publicity stunt distractions, Zack Snyder's new Justice League footage, and the $70 million price tag. Former DC Entertainment president Diane Nelson blows Jeff Johns' game up and disappears once more into the shadows. And the John Campia email quote-unquote slip that even the light cast doesn't buy. Plus, Henry Cavill coyly avoids Superman sequel talk. Joel Kinnaman tells us the Suicide Squad is a heavily R-rated monster. The Batman is back in production. Black Adam finds his Hawkman and Aldous Hodge. Supergirl is ending. Harley Quinn is officially renewed. And so much more. God, there's a lot of stuff that wound up happening in two weeks. Oh, and there's a big birthday surprise happening for me early on in the show. All that after these words from some people we have no control over. Welcome into DC Screen, episode 614. This is the podcast where we talk about the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, give honest opinions on projects upcoming and past, and believe that every version of a property is valid, even if we don't want it to be. If it's been released, it is fair game, so beware of spoilers, and welcome to the show. I'm David C. Robertson, and this, my cohort, my friend, Jason Goss. I just thought you were gonna mispronounce co-host
0: <laughs> for a second. <laughs> no, you were on top of it.
1: I was. Which as means per, the, as per the usage. Oh no, I wouldn't say that now. <clears throat> now, Dave. Now you've gone off into some strange land of hyperbole. <laughs> uh, Patreon, thank you guys, every one of you who are. Uh,
2: hey, D- Dave. Dave. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm on your show. show matt i'm I'm here how did i get here i fell through the internet i have a birthday present for you here's your birthday present dave hey david this is kevin conroy i'm calling you from the library of wayne manor now matthew tells me it's your birthday
1: so this is a special batman birthday shout out for david
2: i am vengeance i am the knight i am batman happy birthday david remember Batman's got your back. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Yay. Happy birthday, Dave. I hope you liked it. Thank you very much, Uh, man. I thought it was a cool way to wish you happy birthday. By the way, I ordered that thing 10 months ago. 10 Mm -hmm. freaking months ago. Uh, because I saw it on Cameo, and I immediately was like, that's a Dave happy birthday present for sure. <laughs> and then <laughs> I straight up forgot uh, that your birthday wow. was in September. It was like, this was like October or November of LAV 2019, <laughs> and I ordered it, and then I was like, "Uh, okay, well, I guess I'll wait a while so I've been sitting on that thing for 10 months. <laughs> well, I hope you liked it, and happy birthday. you guys, I'll let you guys get to your cast. Oh, man. Much love. Love you guys. Peace.
1: (laughs) Love you too, man. Uh, Thanks again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think history will tell. It was more fun not to have recorded that correctly.
1: Uh, Mm -hmm. Possibly. Yeah. And if you want to know what Jason is talking about, uh, when Matt surprised me by popping in just now, my reactions were real, but heavily edited. Uh, Matt's were re-recorded because he totally forgot to hit record. So to hear more from Matt, <laughs> and what he had to say for himself. We have a bit of fun for you after the credits. And to see the full video version of uh, Kevin Conroy's birthday surprise to me, it will be posted on com All right. Well, uh, Patreon. Let's get back into the show. For yeah. God, we have a lot. You're Patreon. Oh man. Um all of you supporters out there, thank you very much. Uh five dollars a month if you haven't joined. a month gets you every episode ad-free, plus you're going to get random, (laughs) infrequent uh, extra episodes. There you go. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, (laughs) It sounded very much like a poor diagnosis for a second.
1: No, just this. Why lie? Why lie? No, I just thought it was going to be
0: (laughs) random, infrequent uh, diarrhea or something before that.
1: Oh, no. Well, (laughs) some might say that. It's... It's just diarrhea of the mouth.
2: <laughs>
1: <sighs> and I don't, I don't, yeah, anyway. Uh, and $1 a month gets you every episode ad-free. So, there you go. Uh, more things might be coming. Uh, they they have been hitting me pretty hard with the exclusive, pa- or Patreon exclusive uh, uh, shop where you can get uh, exclusive merch or something. And I haven't looked into it. I want to look into it. But, um, yeah. So, let's get into the show. WBT. as in tea that has been spilled. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were talking about an acronym
0: that we needed to go ahead and memorize and put on the chart. Like, okay. No. Which one's this? Warner Brothers Television. Got you. Okay. No, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. no. Where do they go on the chart, Dave? Mm -hmm. No,
1: remember I call it WBT because it's like all the the naughty little bad things happening behind the scenes. I recall now, and I liked it. Mm -hmm. That's right. You did. (laughs) You told me you did. (laughs) <laughs> anyway it, was, it seemed more memorable at the time yeah so um we might be stepping into now an area where although i stand with ray fisher i might not necessarily agree with him that i mean um, I'm, i'm i'm enthralled what do you got well, he first of all on September fifteenth, he said that Ben Affleck's flash casting reveal was a publicity stunt. He mm-hmm. says the fake Frosty news with Jason wasn't the only PR tactic used to distract from the seriousness of the Justice League situation. Ben returning as Batman was clearly meant to be revealed at DC Fandom. I'll give you one guess as to why WB Pictures likely jumped the gun. Now, maybe, but um, maybe he's right about that. You know, but he, he,
0: it's even something we mentioned at the time was. Yeah, this feels like why didn't you wait for Fandom?
1: Right, except Fandom was already recorded. Yeah, Fandom, as far as I've as as far as I understand, was filmed sometime in late July. That sounds about right. So you know, he put out these pictures that had it was a picture of his tweet where he says, after five weeks of interviews with various cast and crew, Warner Media has officially launched an independent third party investigation to get at the heart of the toxic and abusive work environment created during Justice League reshoots. This is a massive step forward, and it showed it was one thirty-eight PM, and then the article that came out: Ben Affleck will return as Batman in *The Flash* three two PM on the same day. Um, so I, you know, it, there's a little bit of that that seems like mm, maybe or maybe like I don't think that like I I kind of wonder if they were they were gonna release it like right before Fandom to like really amp it up for Fandom. I don't think the Ben Affleck news was ever, I don't believe it was, he wasn't Batman. They didn't know when they filmed Fandom. Like, I don't think that they were going to announce it at Fandom. I think that was going to be, they may have like, you know, jacked it up and said like, oh, let's, let's release it a little earlier because Ray said this shit. But I don't believe that it was like necessarily going to be released during Fandom. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. They're both, uh, to me, they're both still possible. It, It, uh I wouldn't know which one to bet on if I had to, but mm-hmm. definitely possible because Affleck did appear in a yep. in a segment that would have cost you know uh, in a pre recorded segment where you didn't have to deal with fans and questions and all that uh, in a pre recorded mm. segment you could have done that in a few seconds. Yeah, add that little tidbit, even add the reaction from uh, who else was on that panel?
1: Uh, it was Zach.
0: I, it was yeah, that was Zach's panel. Sorry. Even Mm -hmm. add the uh, the reaction from Zach, um, I was thinking it was multiverse for a second. But anyway, um, yeah, like you could have done it in a few seconds, uh, even including the reaction of Zach going, yeah, isn't that great? Fantastic, whatever. And then moving on. And you could have filmed that in July if you knew you had it in the bag. And depending on who you believe and, you know, how long you think the ink's been dry, they've been talking about it since then.
1: But you know, on the real in motion cast, Zack Snyder, he said that he has he had not talked to to Affleck about it. Yeah, that's it. D- so that that ink was wet as shit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that that is the uh, the fly in the ointment there for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. So September sixteenth, the wrap. Umberto Gonzalez, uh, <laughs> he publishes this piece where he talks about how Justice League. Uh, star Ray Fisher went on his Twitter attack against director Whedon in June after he was offered a small cameo role in the upcoming DC Comics movie, The Flash. The rap has learned. The mm-hmm. rap learned it, ha- a. The- mm-hmm. <laughs> And Honestly, if you see
0: the phrase, the rap has learned anywhere, question everything. Right. Everything before and after that point.
1: Uh, so according to two insiders with knowledge of the situation, Warner Brothers has not heard back from Fisher's team since so offering a small role back in June and plans for a standalone cyborg movie has stalled. Now I think it's funny because in the actual article he does talk about like, by the way, that thing that I said about the standalone cyborg movie, that's nah, been the case since 2016. No kidding, buddy. Yeah. No kidding. But yeah. Uh, so he says he this. sure a, didn't
0: try to make it sound that way. Did you? No. Okay. Yeah. He Sit says, a,
1: he says a rep for Fisher sidestepped, Multiple questions about the Flash offer in terms of timing, size, and the state of negotiations. All right, they, they sidestepped it. This is the, this is what this is what sidestepping sounds like. Quote: Mr. Fisher is and has been under contract with WB Pictures since 2014. Per the terms of that pre-negotiated contract, the option to include Mr. Fisher as the character of Victor Stone, AKA Cyborg, has always rested in the hands of WB Pictures. That's not a sidestep. <laughs> That's pretty straightforward, mm-hmm. honestly.
0: There are plenty of nuances <laughs> to go after if, if you want to on either side, sure. Mm-hmm. But that sure as hell sounds like he's under contract to to play the role the same way. Like uh, you remember how it was big news at some point that related like, that people were talking about. Well. You know, when Endgame was coming up, well, how many films is somebody under contract for? Yeah, it's appearances,
1: even, not films necessarily. Well, yeah, appearances. but um, Or like then, solo
0: films. <laughs> well, so, in some cases, it is appearances. Like Ruffalo's contract was a little bit film, a little bit appearance kind of situation. So mm-hmm. if you show up in somebody else's thing, does that count? Or are, we, are it, it, There's there's a lot of nuance there. But it sure sounds like on that, it, it sure sounds like he's, he's supposed to show up when they tell him. This is your
1: next movie. Yeah. It doesn't sound like a negotiation situation no. at this point. No. It's a little uh, bit like me saying that, like, I don't know. I mean,
0: how much can you sidestep something if if you just never actually listen to something because it's absurd? hmm <laughs> He never got back to my emails. He doesn't fucking know who you are. Fuck off.
1: Um, Warner Brothers, by the way, according to Umberto, declined to comment for that story. Mm-hmm. Uh, September 17th, uh, Ray Fisher says due, the, due to the purposeful lack of transparency and in some cases blatant lies on the part of WB Pictures and the third party fil- firm hired by them to investigate Justice League, an official request for a change of investigator has been made of Warner Media. So as to protect the witnesses involved and the information they possess, I strongly encourage any and all that have been contacted by the current investigator to respectfully decline to interview until a truly independent third party is engaged by Warner Media. Uh, now, then, Warner Media uh, comes out with these memos. All right, and Warner Media CEO Jason Kylar or Akelar, or however you say his name, this was his memo. Hello, team. I am both concerned and disappointed by public reports regarding patterns of unacceptable behavior that have been raised in recent weeks. This email is to share what we will be doing about it. I've always been a believer that a reputation is largely what people say about you when you are not in the room. In my first 4 months here at Warner Media, I have thought a lot about our reputation, specifically. What is our reputation today? And what aspirations should we have for our reputation going forward? I've come to the conclusion that one of the most important things I'd like people to say about us when we are not in the room is that we treat people with dignity. What does it mean to treat a person with dignity at a minimum? I believe it entails an acceptance of another person's identity. It also entails a responsibility to validate, to recognize, and to include. Finally, I believe it entails a commitment to fairness and a commitment to maintaining a safe environment for all. I say the above as prelude prelude, blah, to the statement... <laughs> That going forward, we will be reinforcing our values and demanding more of ourselves and more of the people with whom we choose to partner. We will not be tolerating patterns of behavior that are at odds with our need to treat each other with dignity. What this means pragmatically. We have engaged a third party to do an objective proactive review across our production business, internal teams in addition to partner productions. I want to understand if there is any pattern of behavior that is at odds with our need to treat each other with dignity. I also am encouraging all of you and our partners to report situations where you see a pattern of behavior at odds with this standard. This can be done with a simple communication to your supervisor or HR rep. It can also be done by sending an email to Mike Sophia, who heads up compliance for the company. Anonymously, it can be done by calling our helpline at 800-375-0288. We will continue to take seriously every allegation of abuse of power, unethical conduct, discrimination, or other concerns and investigate any claim brought forward. Over the next few weeks, each of you will be receiving an updated version of our standards of business conduct. You will be expected to fully digest this important document and sign up uh, to it as a condition of being on this team. In the coming weeks, we will also be communicating to all of you of our existing and prospective partners, e.g. the active and potential motion picture and television productions. This communication will make clear the requirement that people be treated with dignity and our intention to sever ties where patterns of behavior are at odds with that requirement. I anticipate that there will be situations where we choose to terminate business relationships. I also anticipate that there will be situations where a person may choose not to work with us because of these rigid expectations. That's fine. While there may be companies that will do business with those people, we do not to be. We do not need to be one of them. I I also want to. You
0: said it like that's fine, but it just says that's fine.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's the tone. That's fine. That that is the tone. That's fine. (laughs) <laughs> we do not need to be one of them. I also want to say that managing our way strongly through the above will entail remembering that we are all human. I am certain that we will make mistakes as we endeavor to get this right, but I know we can and will do will be better so long as we are clear in our expectations and hold each other accountable to those expectations each and every day. With thanks, Jason. Now that's that's CEO of Warner Media. Warner can Media I, they run all I, that I'm, shit.
0: I'm gonna try to sum that up really quickly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> People um we just got here i have no current capability or culpability for anything that has happened before if you have anything to say now's the time to say it we will investigate it thoroughly because i ain't going to deal with that shit later Mm -hmm. if you have any problem with this get the fuck out if you don't have a problem with this we have we have a giant uh purse of money that we're willing to open up to you but um if that doesn't work for you then uh i don't care (laughs) uh by the way we are also people and we'll probably fuck even this attempt up somehow so give us Mm -hmm. a little bit of leeway and uh man i hope we all get through this accountability is greater than
1: entertainment Mm -hmm. sound about right that sounds about right and then warner brothers ceo and chairperson and sarnoff gave a very similar memo that's equally long that i don't want to read (laughs) i did read that one and it reads very similar Mhm, it does. There, there
0: are. There's no major dissension in in the memo.
1: No, and and Ray Fisher did. Uh, Ray Fisher did did tweet this article out that talks about it and said progress. So hey, yay.
0: Well, <laughs> Ray, Like Ray's problem th- has been for for a minute now. Even when they said we're gonna have this investigated, it was like okay, well that's great. You're investigating, but none of the people who took my side are getting their phone calls returned anymore yeah. you you came you you deposed them for a couple hours or whatever the hell it is probably a couple hours on average you came you took their deposition you, you put it in a can and you haven't you don't give a shit about them anymore but everybody else that was in charge at the time you're talking to them still so fuck it yeah so he's been calling for like a, a genuine third party thing for a minute and my god if the copy doesn't sound like
1: he may be getting that yeah a little bit but you know what's funny is the article that that reported on all of this hmm I don't think they said Justice League anywhere in there. They were talking about the Ellen show. They oh, yeah. Ellen did
0: not get a good. Uh, no. Her her PR has not been great for a while. Uh-huh. And this did not help.
1: But I'll say this. Like, these memos don't mention. They, they, they say everything. Everybody. Everybody's <laughs> going to be looked at. So there's that. Again,
0: uh, seriously, my point about the culpability thing is, like, if you just got in, you have this is your shot. Yeah, you bought mm-hmm. the company. It doesn't mean you're responsible for every one of their past mistakes. Even if you are, and kind of you still are, to be honest, legally, you, you just you do what you can to make that right, cut the cut the checks where they need to be, redo what you need to be done, Like get it right as you can, and then move forward. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to be dragged down by that shit for years to come. And if you're yeah. that guy or that girl, it may cost you your job. <laughs> yeah. So it's not a bad tack to take what they're doing.
1: No, I I, I hope it's for out real. Your right, I hope it's for real.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. So September twenty third, uh, thr Boris Kit uh, reports that uh, Zack <laughs> Snyder like you is said planning. That with
0: quotations.
1: No. Okay. Sorry. Just no. Just no, okay. No. Not really. No. Um, I don't have a problem with Boris Kit. I think Boris Kit reports things as he receives them and. <laughs> Whether or not they're coming from WB or somebody else, I uh, mean yeah. Boris Kidd is reporting what he's got. So <laughs> fair enough. He, I've never, I don't think I've ever had a an, uh, truly egregious uh, situation with Boris Kid. Like nah. he just always seems like, ah, oh, Boris said that. Okay, cool. I, I don't, I don't think I have either. I just <clears throat> for a second I was just wondering about your tone. I'd... No, no, like I don't. You curse might be tipping your hand a little bit in the Umberto no, direction. No, 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 I don't curse his name <laughs> under my breath every time I see his name like I do with Umberto. Like, you lying you bastard, you sack, sack of shit. Of shit. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the phrase
0: I knew would be on your mind.
1: Yeah. Uh, so Boris Kitt was talking about how Zack Zach Snyder is planning new Justice League uh shoots. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the weird thing about the article, though, is that, like, there were rumors that there was going to be at least a couple of different Hollywood Reporter articles coming out. And then it looks like uh, maybe they got conglomerated into one because the headline is Zack Snyder planning new Justice League shoot amid Ray Fisher claims. And I mean, well, yeah, <laughs> that is <laughs> yes, how the, that would go down. Yeah. The claims are still ongoing. Yeah. Yes. 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 they yes, like
0: they're, they're not going, going to put the Snyder cut, whatever version it's coming out in at whatever time in 2021, mm-hmm. it's not going on hold until litigation stops. Right. Go fuck off with that. It's not – that's not how that works.
1: He he talks about this, the, the reshoots or – they're not really reshoots. This additional photography. But – That
0: is uh, – despite a lot of claims, I think that is the correct term, additional photography.
1: Well, they're – you know – Yes, but you, the, not all additional photography is reshoots. Because if you've never shot it before, you know, the, that's, the, that's one of the things that we've been seeing a lot of is people saying like, oh, well, now Zach has reshoots. And he said he had it all done. No, he had his 214 done. But when they made it a series and they said, you can do the thing that you wanted to do in the first place, guess what? You get to shoot things that you never got to shoot before because you didn't think you were going to get to it.
0: Yeah. I mean, he so. had... Apparently, he had five hours, what, the assembly cut, right? He had like five uh-huh. hours a, a, or so that he said that he had, if you just laid it all on end. Yeah. And but two again, hours 14 that he thinks would have been the movie he would put out based on that, I guess.
1: Yeah. But but now that it's going to be a series, there, there's more stuff that he has to factor in. Yeah. And he also, it's and a that. completely different story. Like, you'll remember during the, the SnyderCon, when he was talking about the original plan, that was wildly different from that 2.14. Yeah. That was and now he says no compromise, which means dark side's gonna show up in the Batcave at some point. <laughs> like, I mean, that would be delightful. Yeah. Like I mean, Yeah, we we're getting the whole shebang. Um, and will as long as they, they give us more seasons. But I mean, honest even if you took the word reshoot at its face value,
0: mm-hmm. dude, he did principal photography, he got into post and then he was off the project. He never got to go to Most films at this point in pretty much anything involving this much CGI,
1: you do reshoots. Yeah, but you know, like a lot of people are taking issue with that because Jay Oliva had said that Zach doesn't really do reshoots because Zach maps it out meticulously in the storyboard. So whatever he shoots is what he uses, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of, there's a lot of people kind of trying to go back without completely understanding what's happening here. And, and trying to make a case that we, we were all wrong all along about Zack Snyder and what, how much was done. <laughs> and that's, that's part of this too. But and most people go
0: get to go do a couple extra shots. Even God forbid, even Snyder might go back and take another shot at something himself.
1: Maybe it does. It says in October, Zack Snyder will roll direct, uh, <laughs> will roll cameras for his extended cut of Justice League. The shoot, which will include the Snyder cut into a four-episode limited series, is expected to bring back Ben Affleck as Batman, Henry Cavill as Superman, and Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman for new scenes. Also set to appear on the call sheet for what is expected to be a week or so long shoot is Ray Fisher as Cyborg. The latter is noteworthy because Fisher is in a public dispute with sister Warner Media and Warner Brothers Pictures. Uh, He does say uh, Fisher also claimed that executives John Berg and Jeff Johns, who have both since left the studio, enabled Whedon's behavior, Uh, Would you say that Jeff Johns has left the studio though? Maybe Warner Brothers Pictures, but not Warner Brothers, because he's still working on Star Girl and purportedly Doom Patrol. And if we measured it by this,
0: I'll I'll put it this way: at this stage, that guy has he has the same office chair.
1: Yeah, that's what I would think.
0: Let's measure it by that. I don't think he's had to move offices (laughs) and get another chair.
1: Now, he does say, Warner Brothers declined comment. Warner Media remains in business with Joss Whedon, whose new show, HBO sci-fi drama The Nevers, is back in production in London. So, yeah, Warner Brothers has got a lot at stake here. They don't want to have to get rid of Whedon after they've already spent a bunch of money to produce a thing. They don't want to get rid of Johns because they've already spent a bunch of money to produce a thing. Yeah, or it's... Or several. The, like, there's a tipping point problem, <clears throat> like...
0: <clears throat> it takes a lot to bury somebody in this career, and it's not necessarily worth it until it hits a certain point. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wish I could uh, take a moral stance on these issues, and you know, personally, I probably would. But it, you know, uh, when you get down to actually how to effectively execute the idea of that, it's it's difficult. Yeah, you can't just declare him like you can't just cancel people in the real world and actual affairs of this. <laughs> you can't just do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: There's not a stamp. They just put on his, like, title card. that
1: uh, It just doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The article goes on to say, Insiders recalled to THR that the Justice League reshoots conducted by Whedon were a messy and hastily assembled affair. Snyder left the project in May of 2017 ahead of of a November release date. Whedon had to cram an extensive rewrite and reshoot and take over post-production. One person present at the reshoots described a set filled with tension and says the director was difficult with actors, but this person also says they did not witness physical or other abuse. Johns and Berg were under pressure, another insider notes, as they were trying to deliver a tentpole and knew their jobs were on the line. Weedon did jettison many of Fisher's scenes, according to sources, and his directing style is described as the opposite of Snyder's collaborative approach. It also was unclear if Fisher filed a complaint at the time. And then it brings up, Fisher's and in talks with Warner Brothers to make a cameo in The Flash, a Justice League spinoff movie due to shoot next year. He has options negotiated for future appearances, including cameos beyond the initial film. But in earlier drafts of the Fisher script, Cyborg was a much more active player than the one in the current script. Sources say the studio exercised this option for Flash, even upping its negotiated price for what's described as a three-scene appearance. Fisher's side countered with a figure doubling that. Warner's turned that down and negotiations have remained stalled for weeks. So suddenly, this stops being about reshoots or additional photography and becomes a hit piece. Yeah. A <laughs> 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 refisher hit piece. Yeah. Yeah. It gets there. Uh huh. It does. And then we have this this report that comes out about how Justice League's reshoots are going to be, or additional photography is going to be seventy million dollars, and that's according to the Wrap.
2: <sighs> I
1: mean, I. But yeah, I, I mean, I could see it happening. But I mean, I we could did have see it. We did have the dude who got fired recently. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Bob Greenblatt, something like that. Say that he. I wish it was thirty was million. Name.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and exactly and that like, quote. Yeah, yeah. So
1: I we, mean, we kind of yeah. expected it may
0: come in above the thirty million mark for sure, and seventy doesn't sound crazy one way or the other to me, frankly. But
1: uh. I mean, especially if you're going, man, if there, if, I don't see a, I don't see a way they are going to plan to do this and not finish it up, finish up Zach's vision because they know they're just going to get as much shit as they got before. If they don't, they're putting money into <laughs> it to make sure that it looks good, that it sounds good, everything he needs so they can get him the hell out of their lives. That, I think that's what they're doing. And I don't I think, I think, I think Zack Snyder knows that and doesn't care because it makes, it means he's getting what he wants.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yes and no. Like the, the, the big change has been that streaming platforms,
1: uh, yeah, emergence. So
0: now where he existed, oh, they in, definitely
1: wouldn't do it if they didn't think there was a there was money in it.
0: Well, they wouldn't do it now if the if HBO Max didn't exist. There'd just mm-hmm. be no way. Uh, the the my, my my big pitfall from the beginning was I didn't think there was any way to make the money, but with HBO Max, it was finally possible. So mm-hmm. with that, it's possible, but it's also the the thing that. Uh, I think Snyder kind of appreciate. Just watching like, you know, you've seen those interviews where he talks about like, hey, what are you going to do if you get to come back and stuff like that? You can kind of see his reaction a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, my take on his reaction is he's not, he's not fighting it. He's not saying no. He's just saying like, dude, we really got to see where that goes. But, you know, my take on how that works in general is also, yeah, he's now on a platform where they can actually just see how that goes. Yeah. This is not necessarily all you're going to see, but it has to go a certain way. But mm-hmm. in his favor now is he? Can, there's actually going to be metrics that are more favorable than some of the critically induced metrics before that. Uh, Sujihara and you know and company were so afraid of. Uh, yeah, you can you can actually just release a thing, get the popular opinion on the matter, mm-hmm. and look at your fucking streaming data that no one else has access to, and see how it goes, and see how you feel about it. I mean, yeah, you may end up with a Netflix kind of you know canceled after two seasons, even though so many people loved it. Kind of effect later, but.
2: Yeah. you
0: know, I mean, for this is the most favorable waters Snyder and, and this property have been able to swim in in quite some time.
1: Yeah. I just read a really interesting article about why Netflix cancels so many shows after two seasons. Oh, I read the
0: same and it was very fascinating. That's why I referenced yeah. it. It was really yeah. good.
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll stick that in the show notes, but we're not going to talk about it. Fair enough. It, except to say, it's very interesting. Go mm-hmm. check that out.
0: Oh, I, I will give you one tip. If you love it, watch it fast. Yes. Complete it
1: fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've got twenty-eight right, so, days. <laughs> you have twenty-eight days. <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> I know. I read the
0: article. You've got twenty-eight days to get that shit complete. Tell your family. Yeah. Make them do
1: it too. Uh, so Ray Fisher on September twenty-third says or responds, I guess, to to this <laughs> this all of this bullshit with mm-hmm. it would appear that W Pictures has gone. From giving libelous official statements to one media outlet to becoming a source of purposeful misinformation for another. The people are on to you. The investigation is coming. Casting aspersions on me will not change that. September 24th. (laughs) Like a thief in the night. (laughs) (laughs) Diane Nelson just slips into a conversation and blows the internet up.
0: (laughs) And vanishes entirely.
1: Yep. And vanishes mm-hmm. entirely Atticus X prime on Twitter says all the comic writers who are usually very opinionated when Zach is trending, but are silent when it comes to Jeff Johns being an abuser. Where y'all at? And uh dreaded fury ri- Responds to that and says, remember it didn't happen to them. So it doesn't matter. And Diane Nelson responds to that and says, Oh, it happened to plenty of them. And <laughs> she lets it get big and, and disappears. I was... Um, Deletes her account. I was only half joking
0: it. with Ryan Hilsman about this. Like, like we, we've we had a running gag about Diane being a nemesis. Yes. Uh, we cut that out when family troubles were the problem and, and she stepped away. Mm-hmm. But, you know what? I, I, I've gone to the other side with her now after that. Me too. And it, it the funny part is, like, it seems so obvious that the... It seems so obvious that it's crazy. It's crazy to even think because it seems so obvious that it seems like it, like she posted that and somebody f- called her and said, mm, yeah, you're going to want to take that down.
1: Oh no, no. She, she does this kind of shit though.
0: Is it, is it just her style?
1: Uh, yeah, it is. Oh, I remember when she it did this, a, a similar bit. thing when someone called her, uh, said something about her buddy, Jeff Johns. And she said, he's no buddy of mine. And then poof, she was gone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. I got
0: you. So she's just like a, she's a strike hitter. You know, she come in quick, get in close, hit you in the back of the neck and vanish. Well, no, I think like like a normal person,
1: she doesn't want to keep getting notifications telling her that she's, you know, a piece of shit whore and everything. All these awful people on Twitter will attack you with when you, you know, challenge their fragile worldview.
0: Okay. All right. I like this more. I'm liking this more now. So she just comes in, raises her hand and says, yeah, so, uh. I have a piece of information, and then as soon as she's going to have to actually, like, deal with... The backlash. uh, The ridiculousness. Just bails and waits for it to, you know. All right, so that'll be, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I can respect that. I wouldn't do it either. Yep. So,
1: honestly, she hadn't hit
0: my radar until that last bit, so I just, I wondered if this was a one-off. But no, if if this is a pattern, I kind of respect her more for it.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And the whole reason we had a problem with her in the first place is back when she had Jim Lee's job, um, yeah, (laughs) she was vocal about how she didn't want to uh, confuse the the markets, confuse the brands by having Batman in two places at once or the Flash in two places at once. So, you know, don't want to have Flash in a movie and on TV or Batman on TV and
0: be confused
1: by. And to be fair, they are some some of them, them, yeah. Like, I've seen several tweets just the last few days of people just arguing vehemently that, you know, Joss Whedon, uh, not Joss Whedon, sorry, um, that Zack Snyder's Justice League won't be able to have a sequel because of Flashpoint happening. Yeah, that's a real talking? What are you talking about? We literally were just talking about this, you and me. We saw people arguing that Zack Snyder is the reason Supergirl got canceled.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, that kind of inanity is, there's no, like, stopgap. There's no there, there, There's nothing to stop you from posting something that stupid if it occurs to you.
1: I'm like, where the hell did we even... F- was it uh,
0: Campia that did the video recently you were talking about? Like, trying to explain oh, no. why the Flash Keaton uh, cameo was a big deal? Um, I don't know what you mean. I saw you like something before, and I, I didn't oh, get no, to that, watch it.
1: Oh, no, that was Dave the Film Junkie. Oh, Peanut. Yeah, gotcha. That um, and that. that no, don't. Please, don't confuse. Don't confuse John Campion with Dave the Film yeah. Junkie. Dave that, the Film that, Junkie that, is that, amazing. That, that was a. <laughs> that
0: was a bit of slander that I was. Um, I was not attempting to do. Sorry, I saw the <laughs> title of the thing though and thought I. Uh, yeah. I know. I know. I know what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about because I literally did that just as an experiment the other day. Mm-hmm. My mom came to help me um, do a couple things on the uh, the. the renovating that bathroom um i always feel the need to explain that my mom is extremely handy and knows what the fuck she's doing with these kinds of things so mm-hmm. um but just almost as a thought experiment i tried to explain to her why because you know she mom's uh 56 i think right now um okay. and i know she knows the michael keaton batman like same like you and i are of the same era your mom's of the same kind of era like we, we know damn well they saw that movie oh, so yeah. trying my to mom explain i you know. <laughs> It was a crucible moment for you. Um, oh, it was. But trying to explain to someone who doesn't understand the nuances, it took me about 40 minutes. I kind of timed it, just a little bit of a side experiment, just kind of timed how long it would take me to explain why this was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, predictably, there was no payoff. There was no like, oh, well, that's cool. Now, no, she didn't give a fuck. But it, it took me that long to even lay out why this was something that I was excited about. And yeah, I was trying like, to kind of keep it short in between like, hey, I need that 21 7 on the outside. Thank you. Okay, thank you.
1: I did the same thing with my mom, but I went and I was like, dude, Michael Keaton's coming back as Batman. And my mom was like, hell yeah. <laughs> she likes Michael Keaton like a lot. Like that was like, she hates Spider-Man. She doesn't like Spider-Man, but I showed her that the, when he was the vulture and she was just like. Ah, damn it! I guess I'll have to watch Spider-Man movie. <laughs> like that was like yeah, so. I'm he like, looks pretty good in that one. That's good. And my mom, to be clear, hates the multiverse. She hates the concept of the multiverse. She hates that it angers her. It <laughs> angers her that we think Why that there might a be, a be a multiverse in real life.
0: One time,
1: it, it makes her angry that we think that there might be a multiverse in real life. It right. makes her angry that you know there are different versions of Batman. It makes her angry that like things don't always happen the same in every universe or every s- version of a story. So when I was like, dude, Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton are going to be in the same movie as Batman as two separate Batman from the multiverse. She rolled her eyes and was like, well, whatever gets Keaton in there, I don't care.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think like the most I got out of my mom when I tried to explain it was, was just like, you remember, like, you remember Batman from, from back in the day? Went, Keaton. Yeah. Like, she actually is pretty... She she does remember actors and actresses pretty well. If I bring something up, she can usually name the, uh, the person. And the, the excitement of just remembering who Batman was played by, I think, was as close as I got to any yeah. excitement whatsoever. Like, me explaining that I was, you know, screaming to the point that probably three houses down they heard me when Ezra showed up on the CW. Like, it just lost just lost on her um yeah there was there was no <laughs> there was no reward there for me yeah but she did understand it it just took forever to walk through the
1: process mm-hmm.
0: to be honest, i mean to be fair it is a long process if if you're starting from scratch
1: yeah so now i you know i I'm, i'll am i just put the i'll put that uh film junkie uh video in the show notes by not john campia <laughs> yeah not john campia film apologies
0: junkie. apologies Dan. <laughs> I really do mean that. I'm I'm sorry. I don't. Don't know how my mind got there, but I I mean nothing by it.
1: Well, you know, John Campia is the next thing we're talking about.
0: Well, we'll pray that's how my mind got there cuz it's all I've got.
1: You didn't know it was coming though.
0: So I'm take in, that. I'm in I'm in the pre-Halloween era where I'm more open to bullshit. So some part of me's like
1: ESP. Ah. You you sensed the uh the name coming up. I was able to remote
0: view your notes.
1: Yeah. Um. <laughs> so September twenty fifth <25th> here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> John Campia. Everyone's talking. Oh no, he 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 accidentally showed this. He didn't mean to show this email on his stream. Oh, he was talking about this email that he got, and he didn't mean to show it. Bullshit. The email. He's already got shit blurred out. Like the appropriate segments blurred out. He knew exactly what he was doing, and also I believe this is horseshit. (laughs) (laughs) The email, yeah, the email says what most people don't understand. Or first of all, it's like the name is blurred out, so we don't know who who we got it from. The this title is re WB Justice League Nightmare. So the first two lines of the email are blurred. Then it says, what most people don't understand is that the entire Justice League experience was an absolute nightmare, or actually it says was an absolutely nightmare. uh, Joss faced an unreal, sorry, unreal expectations and deadlines from the execs almost immediately in a toxic set environment like you wouldn't imagine. You have to understand that Zack Snyder had a very good relationship with almost, in quotes, everyone on set. So his departure was jarring for several reasons. It was their posse and kind of a tight one. It was also a posse that Joss was never really taken into. According to the relentless pressure that everyone from Joss to Berg and redacted, 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 came something Joss just wasn't expecting. See, the Avengers experience was, was tough on Joss. But everyone there, from the execs to the crew to all the cast, were all on the same team. Everyone checked their egos at the door and were all dedicated to making the best movie possible for Kevin, Marvel, and the fans. That was the top priority. It's it's hard for for me to tell how you
0: feel about this at this point.
1: Yeah, I know. That was the top priority for everyone. Certainly not that every, everything was roses or that there weren't issues and problems like any production, but everyone was focused on the movie and doing what was best for it.
0: I can feel the qu- quotation marks hitting me in the face right
1: now. Yeah. Justice League was an entirely different experience. <laughs> like, what kind of narrative do you think they're trying to, 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 to push here? can't imagine what they're going for there. With the exception of a couple of individuals, almost no one on that set cared about the movie. Maybe a better way to put it was that they only cared about the movie in as far as it was going, as what it was going to do for them and their careers. Who was getting the better framing? Who was getting the choice lines? Who was getting their scenes cut? It was always about them. It just wasn't an environment Joss is accustomed to working in. And frankly, it doesn't help that Joss isn't exactly a, a peacemaker either. it got contentious, it got contentious, redacted, 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 in theaters by deadline. On top of that, a few specific people would never pass up the chance to remind Joss that it wasn't his movie. This became a regular bargaining chip whenever certain parties weren't happy with what was happening, which they misspelled happening somehow, with their characters... Or there are scenes and then there's a whole paragraph that's redacted. Yeah. Um of, so, of all of it, the one part that I'm the one part that I'm actually pretty happy to believe is
0: people constantly reminding Joss that it's in your movie, man. <laughs>
1: yeah. Now here here's the thing. Lightcast Podcast said a thing, and look, man, I'm not I don't trust that. That's bullshit. Except Ray Fisher tweeted this. He retweeted mm-hmm. it. He retweeted it. Uh, it said this was sent to me today, and I can tell you plainly this is a, this is set up to paint Joss as the victim and take heat off of Jeff Johns as well. Oh,
0: there, but there's that one line in there about how he's not always the best peacemaker.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. That must mean it's a, it's a true, it email. alleviates all guilt.
0: Yep, Cause that's how that works. Yeah. By the way, wait for news on that term later. Mm-hmm. See how that works out for you.
1: Mm hmm. But yeah, I think this was just another version of a hit piece, and, uh,
0: yeah, it sounded kind of shitty. Like The premise of it just sounded super stupid. Just, what are we fucking doing here? Kind of stupid.
1: Yeah, they wrote, um, this was, uh, sorry, this was uh, set up, plainly set up to paint Josh as the victim and take heat off of Jeff Johns as well. John Campier returns for tw- to Twitter for this. This is all scatter and smoke. This is a false email. Sorry, this will not work. Try better. Um. <laughs> I like try better. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going to move off of Ray Fisher and, and all of this, uh, until Zach next Snyder. Time. Yeah. Zack Snyder released a thing a few days ago. That said the Snyder cut community helped raise a quarter of a million dollars for suicide prevention. Sweet. and, uh, that's awesome. And proud to say that we're both contributors to that as well. So that's a good feeling. I'm happy for that. And, uh, even I mean, if we don't get justice league, it's worth it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That that's a legitimate amount of money for a good cause and hell keep it coming. Uh, it, if nothing else, this would be a great opportunity to like a lot of fundraising for stuff like that is just keeping it top of mind when you have, you know, five, 10, 20 bucks to throw at something. And hell, if all this thing did was sit around long enough that people threw a few bucks at it, hell yeah, it would still be a good cause.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Keep it coming. All right. So there was a GQ article where they were talking to Henry Cavill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and just... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here, here's the part of the pretty long interview that I that I decided was worth talking about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, from the G, from the GQ article, Cavill will be again seen as Superman in the famed Snyder Cut of Justice League, which is being released as a four episode miniseries on HBO Max next year. With the Hollywood Reporter even reporting that most of the main cast, including Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, Ben Affleck's Batman, and Cavill's Superman, will be filming reshoots from next month. But Cavill pours cold water on this. Cavill says, They are doing their own thing out there, putting the movie together from the footage they shot. He says when I ask if Snyder has been in touch. I've not been in comms with them about it. Though he didn't take part in any reshoots, other reports that surfaced just before we spoke suggested Cavill had recently signed a new three-film deal with Warner Brothers to reprise his Superman role after Cavill himself pitched a new storyline. Is there any truth to the rumors? Well, I think it's important that we should be about Enola Holmes, that this should be about Enola Holmes, he says. Um, which is which you will notice isn't exactly a no, and is, despite the fact Cavill has been more than willing to discuss subjects such as war, painting Warhammer figures, gaming PCs, The Witcher, baking, and the Snyder Cut of Justice League. <laughs> 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 that sounds very much, I say, like a way of saying no comment without actually denying it very Cavill much grins, so but cable slightly you can, you i said can, what i said you can
0: talk about stuff that's a little off topic and eccentric without like dwarfing your one property with another that's that's
1: oh yeah no yeah. no go go and look at the article though like he does he gets into like talking about like how he paints warhammer figures and how I like, right, watch the thing about the pc gaming secret. in particular yeah he talks about that he he talks about a ton of this stuff in the article and then as soon as they act ask him about the the three-picture deal, he's just like, mm, we should talk about Enola Holmes. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy. So I don't know. Maybe they don't need him for the reshoots or the uh, whatever you want to call them. Like <laughs> <Look, they're,
0: laughs> it, it's, it's entirely plausible to me that they just don't actually need him on set for that. Yeah, they might not. I mean, not for any other reason than just th- they – they filmed a, a whole other movie while he was there for what was, you know, the Joss version of additional photography.
1: Yeah. But they're not, you know, Snyder's already said he's not using any of Joss's footage. So we're not Oh, I know. that's that. my point.
0: They had five hours of footage before with, with him included. Yeah. It's entirely possible that there's two hours worth of stuff where Superman's on screen and, and he'll be perfectly represented. We'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And
1: his facial hair will be not uh, goddamn heresy. Yeah. <laughs> Over to the Suicide Squad, Joel Kinnaman, talking about the Suicide Squad, says, That movie is going to be insane. The script is so funny. Every page of that script was funny. And every page made me laugh. James just has this command of that genre, but also over every aspect of comedy and even the marketing. He just understands the world so well. And since he wrote it, he really reinvents not just the concepts, but also the characters. For me, it was like I did my first comedy, but it's like heavily R-rated. It was a real learning experience for me, too, because I'd never done a comedy in that way before, so I asked James to work with me and teach me this shit. And yeah, we had so much fun doing it. That movie is going to be a fucking monster. Honestly, even though I'm in it, I can't wait to see it as a fan. Yeah, I like that. Yep, I'm down. I'm I'm not I am definitely not a person who gets upset when a comic book movie is comedic. No, no, and it,
0: the the amount of excitement I've seen from the cast on on that so far is, man, I I'm, I'm really rooting for it.
1: Yeah. By the way, yeah, they, <clears throat> we we missed this last week because we didn't do a show. Mm-hmm. HBO Max, they're they've announced a Suicide Squad spinoff, Peacemaker. Starring John Cena. Uh, It's an eight-episode straight-to-series order. For his first season, James Gunn will be writing all of the episodes and directing a number of them. And uh, it has been reported that the show is going to explore the origins of the character. James Gunn and Peter Safran are going to be executive producers on the series. Mm -hmm. Cena's going to be a co-executive producer.
0: I'll tell you if you tell me something that's not super exciting. But you haven't hit that point yet.
1: So, um... Yeah, man, I, you know, I mean, I've yeah, seen a too, lot of people. Like,
0: let's put it this way. Three years ago, if you'd asked me, hey, would you like a series on Peacemaker? I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> I mean, the answer is, yeah, let's see where that goes. That would be my answer for sure is, mm-hmm. yeah, let's see where this goes. Hey, we're going to have James Gunn involved. Okay, definitely. Let's see where this goes. Oh, by the way. And then now we're at the point where it's like, hey, you know, you've actually seen a little bit of BTS and and just, just some clips of what's actually going to be on the screen. And how do you feel? Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Yeah. I'm down, man.
1: Yep. Uh, the character is Christopher Smith, a pacifist diplomat and son of a Nazi death camp commandant who founded the Pax Institute, who fights dictators and warlords. Mm-hmm. He believes in peace at any cost, no matter how many people he has to kill to get it. <laughs>
0: the old uh, kill them all like God's of that thing.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so James Gunn also has teased that there will be more people in, more Suicide Squad members in Peacemaker. Yeah. Uh, a fan asked, and he says it will be done. <laughs> um, he's also said... Like, I don't think he can though, help himself. No. We've had a lot of people, though, also say that, like, well, I guess Peacemaker lives. And James, like, first of all, all reports have said this is a prequel. But James Gunn also said, we're holding off announcing the timeline of the Peacemaker TV show until after the Suicide Squad movie. So it could be like a Better Call Saul situation where they're like kind of flip-flopping back and forth between the origins and post-Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah, easily. Y'all just need to hold off and get off everybody's dicks. Let them do a thing. (laughs) God. Give them a minute, as we often say. Also, it's
0: not even out. <laughs> we don't have to go to another canon for this. Like, we've seen Arrow. We know it's possible to tell those two stories at one time. Mm-hmm. It'll be okay. Just just let it ride.
1: Yeah. And I by way. the way,
0: a, a point we've hit so many times before, and I just want to say it again, just because you're getting this thing does not mean you've been deprived of another. Right. It
1: It's well, not that exclusive. Unless you're, Patt- had- unless you're Robert Pattinson getting COVID-19, then you're deprived of the Batman.
0: Yeah, <laughs> for, for like twelve days, and they were back.
1: Yeah, they're back now. He's been cleared of COVID nineteen, and that's happening again. So
2: yeah, it's, it's just
0: for every project that you thought of, and and I mean you, anyone listening, that you thought of when you when you heard Peacemaker was getting uh, his own series, you know, within reason, you can kind of assume that if the thing you were thinking of instead had enough legs on it right this second and i do mean it is timely it it just didn't have enough legs on it right now Mm -hmm. it really does matter it's got to have the momentum it's gotta it's gotta it's gotta have the push it's gotta have the people it's gotta have the names attached all that crap Mm -hmm. doesn't mean the thing you want isn't a thing worth needing or having just means it's not happening right now all right speech over
2: yay
1: Over to Black Adam, Aldous Hodge is playing Hawkman. Sweet. Now it does come to us from the rap, but The Rock has already commented on it, so, and Aldous Hodge is commenting, shit's happening.
0: <laughs> until, until The Rock said something, I wasn't sure. Of, but no, I, I'll, buy it. Yeah, I'll
1: buy it. Yeah. If you don't know who Aldous Hodge is, he was in Leverage. He was the show Leverage.
0: Um, I mean, and full disclosure, that is where I know him from. And uh, man, he had a lot of range there. I really, really like the guy.
1: Yeah. He's also in uh, the Civil War show Underground. He was in Straight of Compton, Hidden Figures. Um, he's in the, this year's uh, The Invisible Man. I know I him really from- I really want to watch uh, that. I know him primarily from the Star Trek Short Treks episode, uh, Calypso, where he played Kraft, a a futuristic version of uh, Odysseus. Hmm. Uh, Yeah, dude's good. Yeah. Let's just say thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you, you, sir. All right. I'm into it. We're going to jump to an ad uh, that we have no control over. When we get back, we're going to be talking about TV news, including the surprising... Uh, cancellation or ending I guess of Supergirl Mm -hmm. over on the CW I'm going to go turn off a hallway light and hope my daughter falls asleep excellent meet you back Dave here to remind you that in preparation for Die Another Day my wife Bethany and I have been watching every James Bond film most of them for the very first time if you're into 007 or you've always wanted to get into it check out Breaking Bond on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else, including BreakingBondCast.com. All right, we are back. I've put some uh, roasted nuts in my mouth. Lovely. And a little bit of black cherry sparkling water. And uh, uh, that cherry 7-Up. I'm rocking it, though. Mm. Ooh. That sounds delightful, honestly. I
0: was worried it was going to be very... um, you know, cough syrupy flavored? It's really not. Mm-hmm. There's a hint.
1: There,
0: there's a hint. Mm-hmm. Now things go with cherry, but it's, it's really not bad.
1: Yeah. No, I'm, I, hey, I, I did cough syrup, though, too, because it was the closest I could get to getting a buzz when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, uh, the old Lewis Black favorite drug bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't also really it, stuff. Oh, yeah, he,
0: he used to say uh, NyQuil is his favorite drug. Mm. So, you'd open a bottle and wake up in like another state or some shit.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I'm. I, <laughs> yeah. I had some days in college where I would drink, you know, well, maybe we shouldn't get into it. <laughs> I'm,
0: I've, I've taken a few too many sleeping pills a, a, a time myself. And uh, there's like a 20 to 45 minute hallucinogenic period almost, and uh-huh. then nappy nap.
1: Yeah, let's just say there was a period in college where it was it was post a bad breakup where every day was a bottle of burgundy with a Nyquil chaser. Mm, yeah, and I would lay there and wait for my arms to go numb,
0: and they would, <laughs> On and you. I would pass,
1: and I would pass out and wake up a couple days later.
0: Oh, here's a fun one. Uh, I, one time, just out of curiosity, because uh, you know I've, I've uh, I had an Adderall prescription at some point, uh, one that uh-huh. was wrongly administered, frankly. And mm-hmm. the um, at some point I was kind of curious, so I took uh, a couple of Adderall, about 40 milligrams if you're paying attention, mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of sleeping pills, about 50 milligrams if you're paying attention. And I was kind of curious about which one would win, and uh, I went to sleep. Mm-hmm. So the sleeping pills won that race. <laughs>
1: I'm no stranger to addies myself, man. Like, <laughs> and mine weren't r- rightly prescribed either. I, uh, I got them from my doctor, guy I know. Mm. Um, hi <laughs> 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 Like, look, man, you, you shouldn't take out a you. I role was given a person
0: people knew at some point. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. I will yeah. tell you if you think. <laughs> <laughs> here's a here's a fun challenge for anyone still listening. If you think you had a high dosage prescribed to you at some point, mm-hmm. DM me. I promise I'll win. <sighs> my, my doctor lost his license. Jeez. That's crazy. <laughs> was, I, think, I think I was a side experiment of his. It was a crazy year and a half, two years almost.
1: I. My quote-unquote doctor was a shirtless guy in a car full of CDs. (laughs) I had the CDs. Had my shirt on, though. Fair enough. Couldn't have been me. (laughs) No, it wasn't you.
0: (laughs) Anyway. I was occupied about an hour and 15 down the road.
1: Yeah. Uh, hmm. Stuff happened to get through midterms and finals. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm stuff happened to me for two years <laughs> I'm so sorry Jesus <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh,
1: so it's, it's official Supergirl time. is ending you know we've we've had we've, we've been told this for like three years like yeah whoa go whoa go broke Supergirl's getting canceled because they're yeah. gonna do a movie the no
2: there there was
0: a there was a, a list of bullshit reasons. The go up go broke, go fuck yourself. Uh yeah. there was the other, uh they're using her in the movies, which honestly what does it feel like about three almost four years ago now? years yeah. ago um they,
1: they keep bringing it up like people keep bringing it up like it's like i don't know it if keeps, it's it, it keeps turning point? up dude it keeps turning up like a bad penny like i i saw that headline three or four times while i was doing research for this show yeah and it was just like what happens to the new rumored movie the rumored movie produ- the thing that's been around for like four years no one gives a shit about it like who, what are you talking about why are you bringing that up as if that's a factor it, was yeah. it? What is a? F- they tell you exactly, and it's not exactly a happy thing. No, and you know what?
0: Let's go back a couple months to where the the big rumor was Ryan Reynolds appearing as Green Lantern again.
1: Oh, that's happening.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I believe it. I'm just <laughs> saying it didn't derail the movie movie plans. No, it it did nothing to them because the movie plans at this point are a we'll see,
1: we'll see. Yeah, but yeah, no. Supergirl is ending. Um, they even in the.
0: Oh, the other Horrible. big one was like, oh, the ratings have been going down the whole time. Yeah, but they're going down at I, I think the same pace as Legends is, at, and they have oh, higher man. ones by like a half a million almost. So,
1: but no, I mean they they actually did state it in the in the announcement that like between the between the delays and Supergirl's downward the coronavirus delays plus the delays of Melissa Benoit's pregnancy, which they just had the kid uh, like last week, mm-hmm. um, and uh, dwindling ratings. So it's all happening. It, no, it's, I mean it's, it's there's a it's whole legit, bunch of and things, and I do
0: believe it was about the ratings and the cost of the show for sure. I just yeah. I think that's the actual story, and some of the headlines about like, oh, the ratings are just uh, down to shit now. Like, no, they have other shows that are lower that are still going. Well, for yes, different but- reasons.
1: Y- yes, but if, if you look at Legends, there's no way that show costs as much as Supergirl. Just no way. I agree. Like I they've agree. got they've got a static set they could film most of their shit on. Like <laughs> they honestly, Legends
0: <laughs> spends like a lot of its money on a few characters CGI, and the rest of it is pretty much just going to a, one place and and shooting your thing. Yeah, Supergirl is you've got like Act Three that is going to be half CGI.
1: Right, and it looks like you know they literally use the same the same like locations that Supernatural uses. That's why it was such a joke last year when they come upon Sam and Dean's old car, and they're like, "Oh, this is where Supernatural shoots."
2: <laughs> like,
1: yeah, because you guys are like using the same like you're just like an out- outdoor location that you didn't have to build that you. It, and mo- look, we really think about how much of Legends no matter what time frame they go back to, they're really just in the same set of woods most of the time. (laughs) Yeah. Or they're on the ship. So, you know, and they barely, Nate barely ever uses his power. Supergirl's flying Mm, like a must. Pretty rare. They
0: cycle through whichever character has like, I don't know, super CGI heavy powers like Vixen or, Mm -hmm. I mean, whatever element vendor they have on at the time. I feel shady saying that because I enjoy the show, but
1: <laughs> I do too. But I mean, it is what it is.
0: It is what it is though. Like it, I think it costs less to make. I'm, I'm just, while we're talking, I'm going to try to look that up in the background, but I think that's going to end up being the case. Well,
1: yeah. yeah, what's funny is like that. They, they announced this news on what is in the comics considered Supergirl's birthday, September 22nd. So <laughs> oh, nice. That's fun. But yeah, like that they're getting 20 extra episodes Uh, a final season. They're going to be able to wrap it up, which Melissa Benoist is happy about. Like, and this was, uh, this was, they came to this decision, the studio, the network and Benoist all came, sat down and came to that decision that it was better to end the show. Um, I mean, I'm good with it, man. Like Supergirl has never been one of my favorites anyway. Um, The last couple seasons have been pretty solid. I love John Cryer. Here's hoping he goes over to Superman and Lois yeah. But that's another consideration. Superman Lois is happening, so you know that's also a Supergirl level uh, production.
0: Yeah, the the even the the PR said we're you know we're doing this ad, in consultation with Noist. And yeah, I get it, man. I mean, dude, Cheo,
1: she's a new mother too. So
0: yeah, that's kind of a that's, that's kind of what I was thinking. It's like, yeah, she if she wants to go, actually be there for that. To some extent, you have to make choices about: Do you want to live, you know, a third to a quarter of your year in Vancouver, or be with your family?
1: Yeah, naturally. She's had six, se- or five seasons. like Another, and she's going to do one more. So, I mean, how can you, how can you be mad at that?
0: It was a good run, and frankly, I enjoyed the shit out of it. But <clears throat> here's a fun thing: just to look it up. Mm-hmm. Beginning of twenty twenty. Um, the numbers on Supergirl were about the same as Legends. Uh, they are mm-hmm. at about like the 600,000 mark. Yeah. And Legends actually picked up and Supergirl didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize they would crisscrossed a little bit.
1: Yeah. That's kind of rough, though.
0: <sighs> yeah, I get that. Just just to look at the percentages on it. It's, uh, yeah. I mean... There were some serious spikes in Legends that, if I was looking at it, would look more hopeful. Like they got hundred thousand more people pretty mm-hmm. regularly. Uh, they they upticked and Supergirl didn't. So hell, I, we've said for uh, for a while that Legends is like the I don't know the the one who keeps getting renewed when it seems like it shouldn't. But hey, numbers say something different this year.
1: Yep. So um, how much do you want to bet that Dollar. Supergirl? Huh? <laughs> what?
0: One dollar. It's my standard okay. bet. All
1: right. How much do you want to bet? A dollar. Mm-hmm. Do you want to bet a dollar that this supergirl ends with her going to the future to be with Monel?
0: Oh, that's a good bet.
1: Hmm. I mean, let's say Saturn Girl bites it or he and Saturn Girl didn't work out. They have one more little, you know, uh interaction, like he comes back from the future and to help out with something. But there at the end of the <clears throat> series, she decides, like, she and Brainy are like, you know what? We're going to... It's time for us to go.
0: That is rough. That's a rough bet. Because that's that's really good. We know it he's around.
1: We know he's around. Wouldn't be the first time Supergirl has decided to leave the present and go hang out with the Legion.
0: Yeah. I mean, Mon could come back. He has. Oh, that's, that's tough. That's tough. That's actually a really good bet for where this ends, honestly. And... Just dealing with her being part of the, uh, you know, the uh, a 1,000 years from now, the Legionnaires or whatever, is, is actually not a bad out in general. Mm-hmm. It beats the hell out of her dying. Yeah. Because one of the problems with ending the show is you have to end her potential to affect the other shows.
1: Oh, God. Crisis changes everything. mon might not even be married. That's actually
0: a good point. I mean, hell, they could have just had a bad day like a year before the marriage and it, hey, one bad one bad date. Barrels into the next and they just may not be the same anymore. Yeah. Okay. Um, Those are both good points.
1: Yeah. If if the big bad for the season is like Starboy or something (laughs) (laughs) and we get to do Supergirl versus mental illness. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and be like, yeah, she's going to the future at the end of this. Yeah. Yeah, If you you see a
0: legionnaire or someone tangential to that introduced early, I think that would be a really good call that you're going to win that dollar.
1: Mm -hmm. And here's the thing, you know, anybody upset with that notion, nothing about that says that she couldn't come back to the past to stop some monumental thing and another crossover. And they're like, oh, you were in the future. She's like, yeah, and I'm here to tell you about this. We're going to team up, do another. I mean, dude. No, even with the caginess of
0: being able to come back and say, I can't tell you everything. They've right, already increased that in the show.
1: A crossover is a couple weeks. You know, she she could do that. She could she could do that, definitely. Yeah. And not have to, like, commit to an entire season.
0: No, it's, it's entirely doable. Also, if we're talking about, like, watching her next year, getting the series wrap up, which is going to be, I think, a little bit longer than the rest of the seasons mm-hmm. that are on the CW right now.
1: Right now, yeah.
0: Um so they more episodes 20 episodes yeah, they're gonna they're gonna wrap it up give her a, a wider breadth than the rest of their brethren this year and then you know if we're talking about 2022 or 2023 and she reappears in uniform I'll be fucking stoked about it
1: yeah I mean well now that crisis has happened and you know uh we've seen John Wesley ship in in full 90s flash I mean dude went 30 years I mean <laughs> there's no end to this.
0: I'm in two. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Somebody, uh, uh, sorry, I, I <coughs> forgot the name. Somebody brought up like power girl. Mm-hmm. And, um, I kind of thought, you know what? That'd be fantastic. Let's, let's actually do power girl, but fucking have a noise player. Shit. Let's just do that instead. Bring her up for a crisis.
1: Yeah. That'd be fun.
0: Bring them both. <sighs> back. Have them split the screen. It'd be okay. It's not that, right? ex- not, not an expensive effect these days.
1: No, it's not. It's not terrible. Uh, Over to Batwoman, they have cast Leah Gibson and Nathan Owens in recurring roles for season two. Uh, Gibson, Leah Gibson is known for her work on Sacred Lies and Manifest. She's going to be playing Tatiana, who is also known as The Whisper, Mm -hmm. described as a skilled assassin, unflappable and cold as ice in the face of danger. She is one of Sophia's most important henchwomen and still harbors feelings for her powerful boss. Owens... Uh, who has been on Days of Our Lives will play Ocean, described as a Zen gardener and thinker with a complicated past, a loyal soldier and a fighter, who moves to Gotham looking for a new beginning. All right, I'm, I'm down. Whatever,
0: I'm good. Not sure what to think yeah. yet,
1: but I'm good. So there was a uh, there was a piece. I think it was Hollywood Reporter, but they they mentioned a little bit, and it kind of got buried a little bit, but. Uh, the article says, months after news first resurfe- uh, sorry, first surfaced, the filmmaker J.J. Abrams and his team at Bad Robot are in the process of developing a Justice League Dark series for HBO Max. Abrams' new universe may be starting to take shape, now buried in a separate story from THR. Uh, sorry, pff, I don't know why I said all that. <laughs> anyway, so the, the THR uh, article said, mega producer J.J. Abrams has pitched a tent in the justice League dark territory of the DC universe, working on supernatural shows featuring Constantine and Satana, among others, and uh, some people seem to think that means that uh, he's developing a Constantine spinoff and a Satana spinoff.
0: I'm not opposed to either of those things. I just don't. I just don't like the phrase about pitching a tent. Agreed. Harley Quinn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Harley Quinn has been officially renewed for three seasons, mm-hmm. uh, or a third season, I should say. Not three new seasons, but three seasons. things. A, a, yeah. Yes, <laughs> on HBO Max. Uh, <laughs> Here's one.
0: Here's another.
1: She, Here's three. Yeah. This is not a Rick and Morty situation, though it should be, damn it. The showrunners fight it a bit. Yeah, Schumacher and Halpern were talking to ComicBook.com about it, and they said, uh, "You know, we we have a lot to fill out in the writing staff. Fortunately, quite a few of the writers that were with us for seasons one and two are available still, possibly to their chagrin. But we are going to be looking for new voices for this season because we have new holes to fill. A new (laughs) point." And new points of view that we will be looking for specifically moving forward. I think that's the immediate step in solidifying who our staff is going to be moving forward. Uh, they did confirm that the entire main cast is returning. Nice. Uh, the earliest they could see is a late 2021 premiere. Fair. Um, though they did say that, you know, their head of animation would probably be able to answer that question better. Also fair. Fair. In regards to uh, some of the subject matter, he says, or they said, I definitely think we're going to see Gordon grapple with his, how should I say it, his low approval in Gotham City. And the low approval of the police department in Gotham City, Halpern said. I think we're going to see, we're going to dive a little more into Ivy's life and then history, origins. I think we're going to do that. I think those are really the only things... The only two things we've really kind of hit on so far in our preliminary discussions that were like yes, definitely want to do those things. Um he did reiterate that Harley and Ivy will not break up. He says I don't I uh, know we don't want to do a are they going to break up or are they not going to break up thing. I don't think we want this to be the stakes of the season. I think we want to see I mean there will obviously be conflict and tensions between the two of them when certain things go wrong, but I don't think we want to we uh, want it to be, we spent two years playing that or two seasons. I don't think we want to do that for a third season. Pam so gotcha. So that's what we don't want to do. Um, it was
0: honestly one of the boring parts of late office is mm-hmm. we spent so much time getting there. And then they just did a lot of teasing about whether they would stay. And I kind of thought, man, I don't want life to be this mercurial. We spent this much time getting here. Let's hang yeah. out for a second. Let's but let I this be a safe point.
1: I actually kind of dug that on the on in the final in the final season of The Office that like oh shit something's going wrong between those two. I don't mind some tension for sure, but it was yeah uh, uh, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they did also say that they revealed the only characters they will never kill off for sure. Uh, they said aside from Harley and Ivy, we will never kill Bane. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> they said, we'll kill almost any character that's not Harley or Ivy, but we'll never kill Bane.
0: <laughs> I can accept that. If I could add just a, just someone else to that lifeboat, it would be the Riddler, the Rash Riddler. I don't know. I, I think of, of every... I'm thinking of a tiny, just a tiny part that I could maybe add to the lifeboat and it not sink the lifeboat kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I think, I I don't don't know, man. Bane is so important. I don't, uh, he's not really, but he's just too funny. No, he's just too funny. (laughs) I just love this dig a lot. Yeah. Um, Neil Gaiman says that the Netflix Sandman will start production in three weeks. Lockdown's permitting. Mm -hmm. So that means, uh, I mean, he, he said that yesterday on the 27th. So three weeks.
0: Which means he has two weeks and six days to finish tinkering. Mm-hmm. So That's apparently what he spent his time doing.
1: Uh, and Batman the Killing Joke is coming to Netflix on October 15th. So um, get your skip button for, ready so you can skip past that first weird se- sequence with Batman getting down with Batgirl and then enjoy the rest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, yeah. Fun movie, even the additions, but that, eh, I could have gone without that.
1: Yep, yep, yep. All right, well, that's it. That's all I've got.
0: Hey, look, I'm good. Cool. Y'all I got a lunatic upstairs. I gotta go wrangle.
1: Fair enough. And I've got a lunatic in my colon that I need to go wrangle. Mm. Help! Help!
0: I think mine's gonna be harder. We'll see.
1: <laughs> i don't know man yeah i'm not rolling you out yet uh, i don't know <laughs> text me in an hour and ask me if i'm okay mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway hey, boy, uh, I we... not. <laughs> i'll just like text back in all lowercase help <laughs> <laughs> um anyway thank you guys for listening you gals too uh if we missed anything that you wanted us to talk about, feel free to message us and say, Hey, what the hell, man? I thought you guys were supposed to be professionals and we'll all have a laugh mm-hmm. and then we'll take care of it next episode. Um,
0: <laughs> That's the formula right there. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, ha, ha, ha. We are not professionals. <laughs> we accept your criticism. We're good here. We are barely fashionals. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know what that would mean now that you say it. <laughs> I don't care.
1: <laughs> I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. You brought this office hell upon me now. Um, <laughs> 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 oh, God. Um, yeah. So thank you for listening to DC On Screen. You can find every episode at DConscreen.com. And if you want to help out and uh, support us monetarily, patreon.com slash DC On Screen. And if you want to support us not monetarily, you can always leave us a review on Apple, Apple Podcasts. And look for the uh, DC on-screen entry that has 100 ratings because the other one is is the one we're trying to get rid of.
0: <laughs> it will not let us get rid of.
1: Mm. We'll see.
0: There have been a lot of emails.
1: We'll see about that. Oh, you got a lead. Good. Not really. Mm. <laughs> 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 just just ignore that one then. I just Until say things runs. like that to try to manifest it. I don't Hey, look good. Good for you. Anyway. Positive
0: um, thinking, I like it.
2: Yeah.
1: Don't
0: trust it, but I like it.
1: Fair enough. Until next time, keep some DC on your screen.
2: How could you not be recording? One button short. I had everything set up, but right before I did the call, my computer started crashing, so I started closing applications, so I didn't have have the window open anymore, Mm. uh, and I forgot to hit the record button. (laughs) (sighs) Jason, did you happen to record Skype? Of course
1: I didn't. Oh,
0: God. No. Okay. I've never recorded (laughs) Skype in my life. It's terrible.
2: Well... We got we got your surprise. That's the that's the main part. I'll I'll I literally will record what I said kind of uh-huh. and you can see if you can splice it in if you want. Cuz it was basically me just saying you yeah, had a birthday present for you and I wanted to stop by and say hi. Right. So I'll do that part and you can splice it in if you want. Or and then you can play this if you want. <laughs> Cuz this is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm recording this part. This part I'm recording. Oh good.
1: Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC OnScreen is a Maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series, Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv.